0: not my will but your will be done hallelujah why don't we lift our hands right now let's just tell him that Lord not my will not our will but your will be done hallelujah let your kingdom come right now and let your will be done come on how many of you know God has a plan for your life but he can only work that plan when you surrender and you begin to pray that prayer God not my will not what I want not my hopes and my dreams But, God, your will be done for my life. In the name of Jesus, would you just reach over your hand right now and pray for a neighbor nearby you? Hallelujah, Lord. We want your will to be done. We want your kingdom to come and your will to be done in earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now? Amen. Amen. Somebody give him a shout of victory right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you that we have victory in you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Greater is he That is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Tell somebody nearby, I'm more than a conqueror. Come on, I'm not just barely winning. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not just barely getting by. I'm more than a conqueror. Through Christ, amen. Amen. You can grab your Bibles, if you would, and turn with me to the book of Joel. Amen. The Old Testament prophet, Joel, amen. And uh, as you're turning to the second chapter of Joel, amen, we want to say that we're glad to have Brother Francine, no, I'm sorry, Brother Israel and Sister Francine, and we were just complimenting each other before church too, and now I just lost all those points. Brother Israel and Sister Francine, we're glad to have them here from New Life and Virginia Beach. Amen. One of my favorite preachers and best friends, Brother Chad Douglas, amen, is their pastor and we're honored to have them here with us today. Amen. All of our guests and friends that have made it uh, their way to be here today, we're honored that you would be with us. Amen. Uh, Also, I do want to have us pray if we would. I know the Velasquez family uh, is still battling with sickness. Also, Jeremy Barr uh, fell down the stairs the other day and had to get some stitches, so we're praying for him Uh, Unable to be here today. Those families due to sickness. I think there's a couple other families battling with sickness. And uh, we're certainly glad they did not bring that to share with us. Uh, But we want to keep them in prayer. Ava, I know, is home today. And uh, getting better, but still battling the remnants of the flu. So we want to pray for Ava. Um, Amen. So join together. And also the Smith family is on travel. The Simpkins family is on travel. Uh, Josh and Jess are on travel. And I know I'm leaving somebody out. Uh, It's a good weekend to travel, right? you got a long weekend. Why not, if you can? So uh, we just pray for their safe journeys. Also, the Harrison family, I believe, is leaving tomorrow. Uh, They're going to be gone. I think Brother Harrison will be gone for a week. Sister Harrison, the kids, will be gone for three weeks. And so we want to pray for their safe travel, that God would keep them, protect them. Paul and Jasmine are heading back uh, to New Mexico Tuesday, Wednesday. They changed it on me. All right. Keeping it real. All right. And today's their anniversary. Was this three years? Four. Four years. So congratulations. Amen. I want to commend you all. I know that it's been marriage, which means it's been work. Anybody who goes into marriage thinking it's going to be easy is in for a rude awakening. But anything worth having is worth fighting for. And I want to commend Paul and Jasmine for fighting for their marriage and sticking it out. And it does get better sure y'all are learning that it gets better amen so if we could just join together a lot of needs here today and let's pray for these folks that are unable to be here also Mia and Justin I think are still uh, they moved out to Washington State I think they're still between here and there in their move let's keep them in their prayers and our prayers as well Lord we lift up these needs unto you today God all of the families that are battling with sickness right now we pray their healing and recovery and uh, Lord those that are traveling right now we ask God that you would keep them Lord, in your grace, keep them safe as they journey. Lord, let their vacations, God, be rewarding. God, that they would be renewed and strengthened as they get that time away, that time together with their families. We pray, uh, again, that you would just keep them safe, Lord, as they journey. Be with Paul and Jasmine on Wednesday as they return home. Lord, be with uh, Justin and Mia, God, as they continue their journey to their new base where they're going to be situated and located. And again, for all of our friends that are here today that have joined us, we pray that you have blessed them today, and we pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we one more time give the Lord a hand clap of praise, amen. I want to read to us today in our opening text a passage of Scripture. One of my favorite passages of Scripture, a prophetic promise that is not just certainly its context was for the Old Testament nation of Israel there's also prophetic uh, application for the church today. And so we read beginning in verse 23. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain, in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts hath eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And you will eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And you will know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit Upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Amen. Anybody thankful for God's promises? Amen. Amen. God's promises are sure. He gave these promises to Israel in a time that they had just come through a season of judgment. Amen. A time where there was lack And yet he speaks to their future and says there's coming a season of plenty. How many of you can rejoice today because there's always promises in God? Amen. There's always plenty in God. Amen. Amen. So I want to preach today for just a little while before you head out to your cookouts and whatever else you got planned today. I want to preach for the next little while on this thought. Send the rain. Amen. Lord, we need you to send the rain. Amen. God bless you. You could be seated in his book. By the title of trust and inspire author Stephen Covey shares the illustration of California's Death Valley. The valley has earned its nickname, its moniker because nothing grows there. Nothing grows in Death Valley. It holds the adverse distinction of hosting the highest recorded temperature on planet Earth, at 134 degrees Fahrenheit. That record was set in July of 1913. I know it felt like Friday of this week we might have passed that, but I think it was mostly humidity. The average rainfall in Death Valley is one to two inches a year. Not long ago, a total of only one-half of an inch of rain fell over a 40-month period of time. Amazingly, though, all of that changed in the spring of 2005 when, for no apparent reason, six inches of rain fell over a period of time in the winter of 2004. And so when the spring of 2005 arrived, observers were astounded to see that there was a rich carpet of wildflowers completely covering the floor of Death Valley, what had once been determined to be a wasteland of impossibility, where life could never exist, is now viewed in a different light. In fact, the late Sir Kenneth Robinson, who is a British author and international advisor of education, argued that we should change the name from Death Valley to Dormant Valley. A valley that had once been deemed the valley of death, a valley of waste and ruin, is now considered to be a valley of potential and possibility, a valley of not of waste, but a valley of waiting, amen. All of this transformation of identifying this valley through a different lens and perspective, amen, simply because of a few inches of rain. Such is the transformational power of rain. Biblically, rain is evidence of God's blessing and God's favor. It is God's systematic establishment To ensure that there will always be harvest. Amen. God put rain in place to make sure that there will always be harvest. Isaiah chapter 44, verses 3 and 4. The prophet Isaiah said this speaking for God when he said, I will pour out water upon him that is thirsty, and I will pour out floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your children and my blessing upon your offspring. And he said, They shall be as spring among the grass and as willows by the watercourse. Why? Because of the rain. Leviticus chapter 26 verse 4. The scripture says. Then will I give you rain in the right season. And the land will will yield her increase. And the trees of the field will yield their fruit. Why? Because of the blessing of the rain. Psalms chapter 72 verse 6. The psalmist writes. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass. And the showers that water the earth. What a poetic image we have as the psalmist writes, of the blessing of the rain. Acts chapter 14, verse 17, the writer says, Nevertheless, he hath left not himself without witness, in that he did good. Here's the witness. He gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food, And gladness. Amen. The writer there is saying that the witness that God is good is that rain is going to fall. How do we know that God is good? Is because rain falls. How do we know that God is good? Because there's a harvest in the season of fruitfulness. Job wrote in Job chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my ways, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number, who giveth rain upon the earth and sendeth waters upon the... Job, we know the suffering of Job, a man who went through great persecution and suffering, a man who in the span of one day time lost every possession that was precious to him, every relationship that was dear to him, save his wife. And yet here is Job writing, and he said, we know that God does great and unsearchable things. How do we know? Because he gives us rain upon the earth. The prophet Hosea in Hosea chapter 10 Verse 12 said, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up the fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he come and he rain, his, what is Hosea saying? He's saying you've got to prepare yourself for the rain. You've got to make sure that you're ready to receive the rain. I've come today to tell somebody it's time to prepare yourself for the rain. It's time to position yourself for the rain. It's time to condition your heart and your mind for the coming rain. I could go on for for at least... An hour, maybe longer, just quoting to you various scriptures and expounding on the promise of rain. The point that I would bring to us from these passages and others is simply this, that the blessing of the rain, that rain is the favor of God. Rain is the blessing of God. Rain is, if we could put it in a spiritual context, Rain is the spirit of God moving. Rain is the breath of God breathing. Here a few minutes ago as we joined together in worship and we felt the presence of God move into this place, amen, it is rain upon the parched soul, amen, as the spirit of God moves, it brings refreshing, the same way that Death Valley was renewed by six inches of rain, so too is the soul of a man renewed by the spirit of God when it rains upon us. And even though rain is a blessing, how many of you would testify that sometimes rain is an inconvenience? Brother Sanchez this morning when he started teaching some of his open remarks, he said he was talking about the 4th of July weekend and some of the plans he had today and then he mentioned that the forecasters are saying it could rain this afternoon. And Brother Sanchez said he hopes that it doesn't and that so that it doesn't mess up his plans. Amen. The truth is that rain can mess up our plans. It can slow our go and derail our desires. Rain is often an inconsiderate inconvenience. But here's what we have to know about rain. The event of rain is not the blessing because the event of rain is often an inconvenience. And we as humanity, we have our ways of expressing our dissatisfaction with the inconvenience of rain. We buy umbrellas, right? We hold the smart ones at least. I've ever been walking through, we'd go to New York City and I'd be walking around without an umbrella, my beautiful hair getting wet while everybody else is, you got a tough crowd today, no laughter, uh, while, while the smart people are walking around with umbrellas and we're sending a message to rain that we don't want it touching us. Can you imagine if we held up umbrellas to people that we didn't want getting too close to us? We're sending the message to rain. We don't, we don't want you touching us. We have rain boots. We wear rain boots because we don't want our preferred footwear getting soaked. We have windshield wipers. We want to let rain know that you're not going to stop my vision. You're not going to impede my travel plan. We have all these different ways of letting rain know that it is an inconvenience. We have even worked rain into our songs to voice our displeasure with its inconvenience and bothering ways. Songs like we used to sing as a kid, rain, rain, go away, come again some other day. Little Jason wants to go outside and play. Little Angelita wants to go outside and play. It's more fun when you put somebody else's name in there. Little Israel wants to go outside. Anyway, whatever the name might be. B.J. Thomas back in the the, uh, early 70s sang a song, raindrops keep falling on my head. And the lyrics of that song talk about a man who... It just seemed like he kept getting the bad breaks in life. Rain was his way of, of expressing his gloominess, his way of expressing inconvenient things that were happening in his life. The carpenters made famous a song, Rainy Days and Mondays Always Get Me Down. And if you want to get down and, and, and sad, listen to that song. It'll do it for you. And, and they talked about how blue their life was and how sad everything, how lonely they were and, and, and how sad they were. The event of rain messes up our plans outdoors. We have phrases that we've coined. We have rainouts, which is simply a rain cancellation. I remember as a child, even into my teenage years, when I used to play baseball, I would check the weather. On game day, I would check the weather. Now, there was no weather.com back then. We didn't have a weather app. What we did have is 1500 AM WTOP out of Washington, D.C., and every 15 minutes they would give a weather update. And on days where I had a baseball game, I would listen every 15 minutes to make sure there wasn't going to be any rain, and I would get frustrated and irritated. Amen, Stephen, I know you can relate with me. When I'd look out and see those rain clouds coming in from the south, and I knew my, my plans were about to get interrupted, that's a rain cancellation. We also have the term a rain delay. When our agenda gets interrupted, things get moved back a little bit. We, we had an expectation of a start time, but because of the rain, things are being delayed. We also have rain dates, right? And those are for the proactive thinkers. Those of us proactively implement alt- alternative opportunity. If you live in Southern Maryland, you need to plan with a rain date in mind because you just never know, right? The day before, they could say 100% sun, no chance of rain. And it's going to rain. If they say that, just go ahead and cancel your event because it's going to rain. And so we schedule rain dates, which simply means if it does rain, we'll hold it on an alternative date. Amen. I want to pause for just a moment and put these soggy inconveniences into spiritual context. Has anybody ever experienced a spiritual rainout? amen when you had hopes and expectations you had things that you were planning on you thought things were going to go a certain way and then it seems like at the last moment a cloud appears on the horizon it seems like at the last moment amen you thought that relationship was going so well you thought that career path was lined up amen but then all of a sudden out of nowhere the rain comes and it cancels your plans I know the rain is a blessing, but let's be honest and say the rain can also be an inconvenience. Anybody ever been through one of life's rain delays? When you were ready to move forward, you felt like it's the right time, it's the right season, I've been ready for this, I've been preparing for this, only to have God show up and say, not yet, it's time to wait. Brother Wilson had to go write a song titled, Wait on the Lord. Why? Because we know what rain delays feel like. Has anybody matured enough? and gained enough knowledge to know, even in the spiritual world, it might not be a bad idea to have some rain dates. It might not be a bad idea to have a a contingency plan in case things don't go the way I thought they would, in case things didn't go the way I think they should. Why? Because rain can be an inconvenience. Rain is even proven to have a negative impact on our emotions and mood. One study found that there is an increase in negative posts published on Facebook during rainy days. Some of you must have a lot of rainy days. There's an inc- they see an increase in negative posts on day. Why? Because it brings our mood down. Another study determined that the uptick in depression and sadness is due to the dip in serotonin levels which sun provides to us. The dip in serotonin levels also contributes to food cravings for comfort food and carbohydrates. I don't need a rainy day to produce that in me. I have that any day but we begin why we begin looking i need something to lift up my spirit because rain is an inconvenience even though we know rain is a blessing it's an inconvenience amen because that rain that is a blessing from god is also in our plans and in our ways and in our doing it's an inconvenience Here's what we must remember today. The blessing of rain is not the event. The blessing of rain is not when you look out the window and droplets are falling from the sky. The blessing of the rain is not just when you have to turn the wipers on. Amen. But the blessing of rain. Rain is only a blessing when you are mature enough to think beyond the moment. The blessing of rain is not the event, it's the effect of rain. The blessing of rain is not what messed up my plans, but it's what God is doing in my future. The blessing of rain is not the moment, but it is a process that is set in motion. Amen. Good things come out of rain. I may not like it at the moment. It might have messed up my plans. It might have canceled my event. My cookout might have got rescheduled. But if I can be mature enough to understand that there's coming a harvest. Amen. There's a future that is coming. There's better things ahead. Amen. If I can just look beyond the moment and see the blessing is on its way the prophet Isaiah speaks to this when he says in Isaiah 55 and 10 For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud. Listen, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. I can't just think about the rain that is inconveniencing me. I've got to understand that it's because of the rain that there's bread to eat. I've got to remember that because of the rain there's seed for the sower. I've got to remember that it's because of the rain that there's a harvest I'm preaching to some of you that you've been frustrated with the rain you've been frustrated with God saying not yet you've been frustrated with God saying wait but what you don't understand is if there isn't rain there won't be bread if there isn't rain there won't be harvest if there isn't rain there won't be plenty I wonder if somebody can thank God for the rain. God, you might have canceled my event. You might have postponed my plans. I may need to get an alternative date, but God, I'm mature enough to thank you for the rain. Come on, you may not be able to see it right now, but there's a harvest in your future. Uh, Come on, you may not feel the the blessing of the rain right now. It may feel inconvenient right now, uh, but in the future there is a harvest. The blessing of the rain is not the moment, but it's the ripple effect. It's the domino effect, if I could say it that way. The event of rain is inconvenient. But the effect of rain is irreplaceable and indispensable. Amen. Nothing else can do for the seed what rain can do. Nothing else. Amen, Brother Jones? Amen. Brother Jones, I've I talked a lot about him lately because we've been gardening a lot lately, and he gave us some tips that helped us. My wife, I didn't even know she was a gardener. We got so much vegetables now, I don't know what to do with it all. And those tomatoes are starting to turn a little red now, and that, that's... I'm counting down the days I love I could just take a whole tomato eat like an apple, a good a good fresh garden tomato, not not one of them yellow ones you get at the grocery. I'm talking about a good one and and brother Jones told brother Jones said, uh you got to get out there and you got to make sure that ground is tilled you If the rain falls and and the ground is hard, it ain't ain't gonna do any good. You gotta get out there and till up the ground, amen. You gotta prepare the ground, amen. You can have all the sun that you want. You you can even have the right soil type. You can have the best seed, but if you don't have rain, all you'll have is ruin. If you don't have, listen to me, I'm preaching to somebody today. If you don't have, you can have all the talent in the world. You can have all the ability in the world. You can be at the right time, at the right place. But if you don't have rain, all you're going to produce is ruin. If you, don't have, no, if you don't know how to thank God for the rain delay, all you're going to have is ruin. If you, th- if you can't thank God for, for saying, not yet, hold on just a little while, all you're going to produce is ruin. The consequences of a rainy day, and I hope I'm not jinxing your cookout right now. I don't believe in that superstition anyway, but just in case, I hope I'm not messing up your cookout plans tomorrow. The consequences of a rainy day may mess up your plans, but the devastation of extended seasons without rain will bring nations to ruin. Economies can be destroyed by a lack of rain. A lack of rain is far worse than just messing up your cookout plans. Amen. And so in order for the rainy day to make sense, you have to consider the harvest. The only way that what I'm going through right now, through what God has brought into my life, the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. It can't always be sunny days. It can't always be good things. It can't always be blessing. It can't always be the way you want it. There's got to be some rainy days, and the only way your rainy day is going to make sense is you've got to think about the harvest. You've got to consider the harvest. You've got to consider if there is no rain, there will never be a harvest. You have to think bigger than just yourself. That's why some can't think that's why some walk around with spiritual umbrellas. I don't want any rain in my life is because all we think about is ourself. How is this impacting me? How is this impacting my life? How is this impacting my world? But, but for the rain to make sense, for you to appreciate the rain, you've got to think beyond yourself. You've got to understand there's a field out there. Hey amen. there's a harvest out there. And if the rain doesn't fall, there's never going to be a harvest. And you've got to think beyond the moment. Yeah. One song that came out a few years ago by William McDowell stated that rain only makes sense if you have seed in the ground. Rain only makes sense if you have seed in the ground. Why? Because seed in the ground causes you to consider the impact of the rain. Now that we've got a garden in the backyard, when it rains, I'm thankful because I know that means there's red tomatoes coming. Last year, this time when it rained, I was like, man, you ruined my plans again. I'm not going to have my cookout again today, but now that there's a garden in the backyard when it rains, I'm thankful because that means a harvest. Some of you need to rejoice because of what you're going through right now because God is producing something in your future. You put some seed in the ground. Don't get upset when God brings rain. He's trying to bring life to the seed. And the only way, the season that you're in right now, the only way the rain will make sense is you've got to rejoice in the harvest. You've got to rejoice in a harvest that's not even here yet. You've got to rejoice in the harvest that is coming. It's the chain reaction of rain. It's not the moment that is the blessing, but it's the result that is the blessing. If we look to our text that we read this morning to begin Back in Joel chapter 2, verse 23, I want you to look at the chain reaction of rain. In the 23rd verse, the writer says he will cause the rain to come. The former and the latter rain are going to come in the first month. The writer goes on and says, after the rain comes, there's going to be a harvest. He says, once the rain comes, there's going to be a harvest. And so much harvest that the the, the floors are going to be full of wheat. It's going to be overflowing if there's rain then the result of the rain is going to be harvest. And then the writer goes on and says, if there's rain and if there's a harvest, he goes on and says there will be restoration. He says, I'm going to replace, I'm going to restore what the the, the palmer worm and the canker worm has eaten. If there's no rain, there won't be a harvest. And if there's no harvest, there won't be restoration. Amen. The palmer worm and the canker worm, God said, they're my army. They were the judgment of God for sins that had been committed. But if you'll allow some rain to fall in your life, there's going to come a harvest. And what you lost in a season of judgment will be replaced in a season of restoration. God's judgments have purpose in our lives. God allows judgment to get the junk out of our lives because God cannot bless sin, and so he brings judgment. But if you'll allow the rain to fall, you won't die in judgment. There will be restoration that comes. So it starts with rain, which produces harvest, which produces restoration, and then he goes on and says, and that will produce contentment. You will eat plenty and be satisfied. We live in a world that's never satisfied. They sang it back in the 70s and 80s. I can't get no satisfaction. But, but it's a lifestyle now. I just can't get no. I got I to order something else on Amazon. And that's not good enough. I need to get it on Prime. I don't know about you all. When I order on Amazon, I, don't, I, I want the Prime thing. I want the thing that's going to be here in two to three days. I can't get any satisfaction. We live in a world today that is never satisfied. But He said, "If you'll let the rain come down, there's going to come a harvest. And if there's harvest, there will be restoration. And after restoration, will some of you aren't contented because you've never you've never recovered from judgment? You're still living in a place of judgment, Amen. Because you haven't let the rain fall in your life. But if you let the rain fall, God will bring you to a place of contentment, Amen. God will bring you to a place that you are." Satisfied. Huh? God will bring you to a place that you eat in plenty. And the writer doesn't end there. He says, After contentment will come certainty. He said, you will know that I am God and that I am in your midst. In other words, you won't have to worry about anything because you'll know I'm on your side. You won't have to worry anything because I'm right there with you. Amen. But all that started back there with some rain falling. All that started with God canceling your cookout. All that started with God putting a rain delay in your world. But if you'll trust God in the rain, there's certainty that is coming. If you'll trust God in the rain... You'll know that he is among you. I wish somebody thank him for the rain right now. Somebody thanked him right now because he said, not yet. Somebody thank him because he said, hold on, you're not ready. I know it's inconvenient right now, but there's certainty in your future. And he said, after certainty, he said this is what comes as a result of certainty. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Not just on you, but I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. An outpouring of the spirit of God. But where did that start? It didn't start because a keyboardist got on the keyboard or a drummer got on the drums. It started because somebody said, God, send the rain. It started because somebody said, God, I'm okay if you cancel my plans. Okay, if you delay my event, it's okay if I gotta get a rain date. Amen. It starts with rain falling, and after rain comes harvest, and after harvest comes restoration, and after rest- restoration comes contentment, and after contentment comes certainty, and after certainty comes an outpouring of the Spirit. And so I say today, God, send the rain because our world needs the Holy Ghost. Our world needs the Spirit to be poured out. Come on, living hope. I know, I know we can thank God for the blessing, but can you thank God for the inconvenient blessing? Can you thank God when he says, hold up, you're not ready yet? Can you thank God when he says, I got to get that thing out of your life? Can you thank him? Can we thank him right now for the rain? Come on, if we'll get some rain falling, it won't be long and there's going to be a harvest. If we'll get the rain falling, there's going to be some people that will be restored. If we'll get the rain falling, God is going to bring contentment to our church. I want to come every Sunday with that certainty that God is here. I don't have any question that if you come today with a sickness in your body, God is here to heal, but you can't get the certainty without rain first. We need the rain. We need the rain of the Word of God to be preached over our lives. Amen. We need the rain. We need the rain. of the. We can't afford to go one Sunday without the Spirit of God moving in this place. I know it's the day before July the 4th, and I know we got half the church literally out of town, but we still need the rain to fall. Why? Because there's people here today that need to be restored. There's people here today that the enemy has you so fixed on today that you don't give any thought to tomorrow. It's time to rejoice in the rain. We don't have to have every seat in this building full for the Spirit of God to move. Amen. We don't have to have everybody in the house today for the Spirit to be poured out. It just takes a few people lifting up their hands and saying, Heaven, send the rain. Come on, there's got to be a family here that will get desperate and say, God, send the rain upon my children. Send the rain upon my marriage. Lord, we need the rain to fall. You simply cannot make it without the rain. You simply cannot reap a harvest without the rain. Oh, you you may get by with it for a Sunday. Perhaps even for a season of Sundays. You may not recognize the impact immediately. But one day you will wake up and realize you are living in a spiritual desert where there is no fruit of the spirit abounding in your life. Where's my joy? Where is my peace? Where is my patience? Where is my gentleness? Where is my meekness? You want to know what happened? Uh, is you stopped, you stopped getting the rain. Uh, you stopped allowing the rain to fall. Uh, you thought it wasn't really that important for the ra- You didn't want God to inconvenience your life in any way. Uh, and so God shut off the rain in your world uh, because every time it rains, you complain about it. Uh, every time God says not yet, you get plain about it. Uh, every time God removes a situation from your life, you quit going to church for a season amen and so God says I can't bless you amen I can't bless you I cannot bless you there's no fruit of the spirit because there's no rain and so I say today God send the rain it may not be what I want but I need the rain it may inconvenience me but I need the rain thank God he doesn't give me what I want I look back at so many times where I prayed and asked God to give me something. And looking back in hindsight, that would have been the worst thing he could have done for me. If he would have given me what I wanted when I wanted it, I would have ruined it. But he waited until I was ready. Joseph, you're not ready for the coat of many colors yet. You don't know how to handle the Father's favor yet. Amen. I want God to say, wait, if I need to hear, wait. Wait. You have no peace, oh, you may have the fruit of sin, the pleasure of sin. The Bible says even sin has pleasure for a season, and we think that's we we mistake that we we think, oh, that's peace, you have no joy, you have no goodness. Rain is a blessing. I want to conclude though, with what i've I found. In, in looking through the scripture that what will stop the rain? How many of you believe what I just tried to spend the first 20 minutes or so building the foundation that rain is a blessing? Would, would you be honest enough to say it's sometimes inconvenient? But I realize it's a blessing. It sometimes gets in the way of what I want, but I can't live without it. Amen. It's sometimes inconvenient to my thinking, but I need it more now than I've ever needed it. Rain is a blessing. But there is, there is an attitude, there is a perspective, there is an outlook, there is a mindset that will absolutely quench the rain from falling in your world. We find it in the book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 2, verse 4, I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. It says, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Listen, verse 5, when... No bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up. The last portion of this earth, pay attention. For the Lord God had not yet caused it to rain on the land and... Simultaneously to that, there was no man that would till the ground. Amen. I'm going to tell you what will pause the rain from falling in your world. God said, I'm not going to cause rain to fall until I've got somebody that will till the soil. I will not bring rain from heaven if you're not willing to work on your heart. I'm not going to let rain fall if you're not willing to get rid of some things. I'm not going to let rain fall if you're not willing to cultivate the soil of your heart. God said, no rain until I got somebody that will come to an altar and fall on their face and say, God, get the hatred out of my heart. God, get the jealousy out of my heart. God, get the world out of my home. You want the rain to fall? Then you get out there and start tilling the soil. You get into your heart and start getting things out that don't belong there. No man to cultivate the soil. No man to turn over the earth. What's it mean to till? Well, you do it one time and you'll know what it means. I promise you that. Brother Jones told me about it. And I was like, yeah, it can't be that bad. He, he, I think he undersold what it was. He did not fully prepare me for what was about to happen. My arms vibrated for four days after I got done with that thing. I had blisters in places I didn't know you could get blisters. I was hurting. Amen. What it means, to it's hard work to till the ground. Uh, Amen. It's hard work, but it's turning over the soil. Uh, It's getting that hardened soil and turning it over and getting that fresh soil that is beneath. Uh, Amen. And God said, I'm not sending rain until i got a man uh, that will till the soil. Uh, Listen, we all want the blessing of God. Uh, We want the favor of God, but we don't want to get rid of anything out of our lives. Uh, And God said, no rain uh, until I've got a man that will till the soil. God is not going to send rain into a life that refuses to remove. Oh, I'm I'm good, Pastor. I'm I'm happy. I'm fine. I'm living in my season right now. Yeah, it's it's your season of pleasure. And you've misconstrued that as God's blessing. Here is where you recognize the difference between pleasure and blessing. Because in the moment, pleasure and blessing look a lot alike. In the moment... Amen. Pleasure and blessing look a lot alike, but it's the ripple effect. That's how you know the difference between pleasure and blessing. If you got to do something and your wife can't know about it, you can read between the lines there. Amen. There's probably, amen, If you, the ripple effect of that is going to bring pain into your life. It's going to bring suffering into your life. Amen. But when you're doing something that is blessed, the future is better than it is right now. Some of you think your families are blessed right now and your children are involved in things that 10 years from now, they're going to be a mess. That is not the blessing of God. That is the pleasure of sin for a season. It's time to get out of pleasure world and get the reign of God falling in your life by getting rid of some things. What is the domino effect of the choices that I am making today? Well, it's just a little thing my kids watch on TV. It's just a little thing that my kids have in their playlist on their iPhones. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, it may just be one small domino right now. But at the end of that path, there's destruction. That is not the the favor of God. That is not the blessing of God. That is the pleasure of sin that is only going to last for a season. And at the end of that, I'm... I'll tell you what I'm asking today. I'm asking some parents to be parents. Stop being puppets that your kids tell you what to do, pathetic pushovers that our kids boss us around and they tell us what they're going to watch and what they're going to listen to and where they're going to go and who they're, hey, God put you in the role of a parent for a reason. And if you want your children to have a harvest in the next season, amen, you better get some rain in this season and say not now. Amen, not here. It's, It's not happening in this house. Come on, I know you didn't like what I just said, but I'm trying to help you. Because there's always a next season, there's always a tomorrow, and if we mistake pleasure for blessing, tomorrow is going to be a harvest of thorns and thistles. What what is the what is the diamond? Not, not just the moment, but what is the, you know sometimes making making decisions that are godly don't always feel good in the moment. They don't always especially in the world we live in today, trying to be godly and righteous doesn't look good in the moment. The world looks at you and says you've lost your mind. You don't have to do all that. That's what they you don't have to do all that. Amen. So if we compare the blessing and the pleasure in the moment, the pleasure looks better. But the only way that we can appreciate rain is we've got to see the harvest of that thing. We've got to look down the road and say, I may suffer for a season, but joy comes in the morning. There may be weeping for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I may miss out on some things right now, but there's blessing in my future. Somebody help me preach. I know half the church is missing, but I know God is speaking to us today. God is trying to say to living hope, I've got a harvest for your tomorrow, but you've got to appreciate the rain today. It's a blessing when your kids don't have to grow up and got a list of 30 people they've slept with before they get married. There's a blessing in that. But the only way that's going to come about is dad's got to put his foot down and say, not here, not now. Not in this home. We're going to be godly. We're going to be righteous. We need rain. We don't need pleasure. We need rain. We don't need pleasure. We need rain. We need a God that can speak to us and for our good say, not now. We need a God that can speak to us and say, don't go there. And God is saying, no rain until I've got a man that will till. We want rain. Oh, bless me, God. Bless me. I mean, I, I could. The the number of songs in Christianity right now that hold that phrase, bless me. I feel like I can even write a song. Just say bless me the whole time. There is one out right now. Bless me, bless me. Good song. I like it. But he says, no no rain until I know that you can till the ground. Because God said, I know until you till the ground, if I send blessing, you're going to turn it into pleasure. If I send blessing, you're going to turn it into waste. If I send blessing and you haven't tilled the ground, if I send rain and you haven't tilled the ground, it's just going to produce rot and ruin. Amen. So God is saying, you show me that you can till the ground and I'll open up the heavens. Amen. You show me that you're willing to remove some things out of your life and I'll open up the windows of heaven. I will bless you indeed. It's easy to come to a place where we want godly favor, but we don't want to forfeit. You mean I got to give up stuff, pastor? I well, you don't have to, but if you want rain, you do. We want godly approval, but at the same time, we want worldly acceptance. You can't have them both. Jesus said this world is going to hate you. Come on. The pastor, it's because the pre- you, you preach the way you do. That's why the world don't like us. He said, this world is going to hate you. For my name's sake, they're going to hate you. The principle of Genesis 2 and 5 is that God will not send rain where there is not a man to till. God will not send rain to a place that you're not willing to cultivate. But if we will cultivate and get rid of sin, the question would be, will we cultivate and get rid of sin or capitulate and give in to sin? I think it's very telling that the very thing that leads us to consider the blessing of rain, anybody remember Pop Quiz? What what is it that helps us to consider that rain is a blessing? A harvest. We think of it right in the moment, it messes up my plans. But when I think about those red tomatoes, mm, I'm ready to go right now, and those cucumbers, and that sweet corn, Mm, I'll feel that watermelon, yes, sir. Watermelon. I got a whole patch that's just watermelon. Every time it rains, I just think about that bowl that I'm about to fill up. That's what makes blessing make sense. Rain makes sense is the harvest, but that's the very the very same principle that causes us to fall prey to the curse of sin. It's it comes down to the same factor. We fall prey to the to the to the trap of sin because we don't think beyond the moment. Samson couldn't think beyond the moment with Delilah. David couldn't think beyond the moment with Bathsheba. He didn't think about the ripple effect of sin. And so it all comes down to this, cultivating myself because of what tomorrow I cultivate my life because I want my children to be blessed. I cultivate my heart and I pray, God, get the lust out of my heart. God, get the, get the greed out of my spirit. God, get any prejudice that's in me. Get it out of me. Why? Because when the rain falls, I, I need the rain to fall. I need you to bless me and bless my children. Stand with me. When we fail to think beyond the moment. Oh, it's raining again. All this rain. Man, we're going to have a cookout today. It's raining again. When we fail to think beyond the moment. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11am Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. i going you